0: Hello and welcome to What a the show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so. Today we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic, gym etiquette, what to do and what not to do. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm joined with two of my gym besties, Cassie and Ashley. Welcome to the show, guys.
1: Hey, thanks for having us.
0: You do every week. Hey,
1: guys. thanks Thanks for listening to
0: us again. I just have to say, Cassie, your Blacklist Matter tank top looked fire
1: i you know i gotta say it must have been the black Lives matter t-shirt because i pr'd and then i pr'd the pr on my squat clean so it was a good day
0: yeah and if listeners want to pick one up You can go to the Live, Laugh, Wad page or the Wad of Mouth page and there's a link there and it supports BALT, the Baltimore Action Legal Team. Gym etiquette. Let's talk about that. I got the idea because uh, our gym posted a video about uh, wiping the chalk off the barbells before you wipe it down, like to scrub it with a brush. And I haven't heard to do that yet. And I thought, I'm not new. I should have heard heard of this by now and then i did something else that i'd known was kind of fucked up and i was like we should definitely do one on gym etiquette
2: (laughs) yeah no when i saw that video i was like oh i've been here way too long too i didn't even know those brushes were a thing i didn't even know we had one so i was like when you suggested that we do gym etiquette i was like yeah let me see the way i'm 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 really messing up
1: uh oh i was oh yeah i was totally on board with this until i saw the list of things that was on there and then i said oh god they're gonna roast me because i'm doing at least three quarters of this stuff that's on here
0: we actually it has nothing to do with like gym etiquette me and ashley just meant to like tell this (laughs) isn't this is a um it's an
1: intervention isn't it i feel attacked
0: yes it is an intervention
1: look i came here to have a good time and honestly i'm feeling so attacked right now
0: it's not the drinking it's It's the barbell. It's just... (laughs) Stop putting tens on it.
2: (laughs) You'll pry the tens out of my cold, dead hands, okay? (laughs) Because you can put a lot of them on and look so strong.
0: The other reason that this came to my mind was I showed up a little early, and showing up a little early isn't a big deal. But I showed up a little early to get started on my open gym this week. And they kicked Victor out of his spot while I was changing. And I didn't mean to kick him out of his spot because I didn't have that reserved yet. Uh, and he was nice and he moved. I felt super bad because I just would have went into the corner and started my workout like before taking over that spot. But then I felt so guilty about it. I was like, we got to do one on gym etiquette.
1: How dare you do that to my bestie, Victor?
0: That's just how good he is. He's still going to win the games even after getting his training. He's,
1: yeah he's gonna win the master's division and the regular division and the teenage girls division
0: he's just gonna wear a wig
1: look girl whatever haircut they want michael doesn't need a wig
0: oh that's true all right i stand corrected he's still gonna wear it though <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's start it off the first thing i put down on the list was wipe everything off bars rig floor any extra chalk i mean that this seems like it doesn't need to be said but work out one time and you'll see that it needs to be said.
2: Uh, it's kind of sad that it didn't start becoming a real thing until COVID happened. Like we all, it was always a rule, right? We were always supposed to do it. But I've been watching like the uh, the wet wipes or the towels that come off the equipment after people wipe them down. And some of them are very dirty. And I'm like, oh, that has not been cleaned in a little bit. And I know that rower has been used. So it's kind of... Uh, it's unsanitary, but it's also like, if you're going to be here for an hour to work out, but you're not willing to take the five seconds for the rest of the community to be- continue to be safe, you might be a jerk.
0: Be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these things break down into like the sh- the shopping cart rule. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Oh, where you like return it? The
0: the actual meter from like are you a good person or not is returning the shopping cart because everyone is agreed that it's the thing you're supposed to do, but it's also there's no actual negative consequences to not doing so. Like you're not going to go to jail, you're not going to get fined. So it is literally just a reflection of your character. And so a lot of these are like just shopping cart rules where if you're not if you don't care about other people you're not gonna
1: do it yeah i mean i guess i mean i would fall back on my gold's gym days on this one i know we're supposed to keep it crossfit centric
0: no the intro says fitness everything
1: was so everything was so dirty over there i think i might have been one of like five people out of like thousands that were in there a week cleaning i never saw anybody come over there and actually like spray anything it's just all the gym bros they just leave a cloud of protein dust and like dirt everywhere
2: yeah i have an la fitness membership still
0: you still have it? I do.
2: They can't, they like paused it for a while. And pre COVID, I was using it for a couple of weeks, like as my workout, because that's when my back was real bad. But I just kept it because I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to swimming like once everything reopens. But the more I talked about it, the more I was like, it's just so dirty. Everything was just kind of like dirty. So I still haven't gone back and I haven't canceled it. <laughs> so I should probably do that. <laughs> but there is a big difference because I think as like the accountability of wiping things down is very different in a CrossFit gym versus in LA fitness. Like, I don't know anybody there when I'm there. So like, if somebody doesn't wipe something down, I'm probably not going to say anything to them. But like, if, I don't know, like if I'm leaving my box and I don't wipe something down, if somebody came up to me and they were like, Hey, you didn't wipe that. I'd be like, Oh yeah. And I would just go wipe it. Or I feel more comfortable saying it to somebody that I actually
1: know. Everybody wipe your stuff. Don't be gross. Yeah. Stop the spread. Stop the spread.
0: The, uh, the next thing I have, something that I, it's a constant battle for me because I'm absent minded when I'm in the gym. And that is be mindful of personal space to include, don't walk in front of people when they're lifting, especially if they're lifting heavy, if they're on the lifting platforms. And I am extremely guilty of that. And I don't mean it's not intentional. I'm just in my own little world. And I work really hard at not doing that.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. That's how I kind of got to know Emily, though. <laughs> she was like deadlifting, and I was just staring her down like straight across from her like watching her lift and she like actually stopped her workout and she was like can you please not stare at me like you're you're really like you're in my space right now and I didn't realize I did that until that moment apparently I would spend like a lot of time just like glaring at-
0: Emily has also called me out <laughs>
2: I do remember like if when I was doing that like heavy tens lifting program, when I would set up in a rig and it was really, really frustrating, I would be doing like a really heavy set of 10, uh, like front squats or back squats or whatever I was working on that day. And if somebody, people would walk right through the platform that I was on. And I was like, I am squatting at like my 10 rep max that is almost not like where I should be, like, too, almost too heavy. I'm having a very hard time getting through this. I and it would break your focus, which breaks your form, and it's very hard to get back after that. And it's it's just dangerous. And then some somebody had brought uh, their children in, and Michael it was not your kids but they were like running across my platform and I was like, somebody is going to get hurt. Like it's, it's not even just annoying now. Like I don't want to crush a child.
0: Yeah. We don't, we don't tolerate that. Yeah. It's, it's something that also it doesn't, it doesn't affect me as much. I'm not one that has to focus very much uh, when I'm lifting. I can carry on a conversation and just pause, lift real quick and then go back. And so since I'm like that, I, I, have to remember that other people aren't that's good
1: that you recognize that because i am actually the opposite where i do not like to be bothered when i'm lifting if somebody comes close to me i do not like that i would re-rack the bar if you got within an inch of where i was lifting because it does take a lot of focus when you're in there when you see me actually walk in while someone's lifting at that front flat platform i actually will not move until they're finish with their set because you have to make sure that that person does not lose their focus in there. And that was one of the things why I, that was the, one of the reasons why I actually left Gold's Gym was because they were going through this massive reorganization of their spaces and so much equipment was off limits. There was just so much space, but nobody was respectful of my space. And the last thing that I wanted to do was get hurt. So when I come in and see the space of Revival Fitness, back in the day it was Croft and CrossFit, but Revival Fitness now, and it's like this wide open space. I was like, yeah, I'll take it i'll take i'll take anywhere else
0: also uh in the same like realm of like being mindful of people's space especially now with like squares and stuff stay out of other people's squares or taped off areas
1: um i could think of one instance (laughs) cassie i would like to hear what you have to say on that yeah thank you person who will not be identified for doing ring muscle-ups in my square without my permission
2: during a global pandemic
1: yeah during a global pandemic when you clearly do not wear it out
0: also if you see equipment out it doesn't mean that it's meant for you to grab i would just assume that someone it's someone else's equipment and ask if you want to use it or go get your own i don't i don't know it's just if, if there's a wall ball near you i wouldn't assume that that's free for grabs i think that's just uh, common sense but it's also mindfulness
2: speaking of wall balls that's actually something I really did want to touch on. I've seen a lot of people like haphazardly clean a wall ball, like kind of give the top a little a little rub down and then put it back.
0: The top that you don't touch?
2: Yeah, right. But like, I don't, I don't know if this doesn't happen to other people because they're so much better at CrossFit than I am. But when I'm doing wall balls, I get hit in the face or like I'd catch them like right at my chin. Of all of the equipment in the gym, the only thing that comes close to my mouth is a wall ball.
0: Oh, I actually don't count a rep until my tongue touches it. <laughs>
2: Is that why they're always all wet, Michael?
0: Yeah, it looks like I wiped it down, but it's just my tongue.
2: (laughs) But that's really, really frustrating. I actually saw somebody like just wipe down the top last Saturday and then put it back. And I like went over and I was like, nope, we're going to wipe all of this down because that was either in their mouth and then on the ground. And it's going to go in somebody else's mouth at 10 a.m. I was like, this is a little ridiculous. That's one of my biggest like pet peeves is how people really do not think about how they're cleaning something, especially something that might be in your mouth.
0: The next one I'm actually really excited to get to because I think this is a lot of thing that like new lifters and new members don't know. And that is like certain things with equipment. A lot of the other stuff we've already covered, I knew from day one because it was, it was common sense to wipe your stuff down and keep give people like space. And the lifting thing, I said I didn't, You know, but that was just me. Not like if I had thought about it, I would have known like, hey, don't walk in front of someone when they're lifting. I just was not being conscious of it. But this topic, the equipment, I think is actual things that people do not knowing that it's bad etiquette. The first one is everyone's favorite. Don't drop an empty barbell ever. It sounds terrible. It's bad for the barbell and people will hate you. It's
1: worth the beam. Don't do it.
2: And also don't drop it with like metal plates either. Like I've definitely seen some new people... And exactly like you said, Michael, you don't know what you don't know. So there's no blame being placed with this statement. But I've seen a lot of people put like the fives on to the end of a 35 pound barbell and then like want to drop it to the ground Or kind of just be a little um, harsh with it. But the solution in that case is to go grab the trainer bar and throw some 15s on it. And now you have, you know, 45 pounds, which is the same as using the 35 pound bar with two fives on it.
0: I would even argue then you should controllably lower it because it's still only 15s and I've seen them bend when
2: drop. you should probably always be controlling it but I agree Michael that's just like a little little tidbit in there
0: and if you haven't stripped a heavy barbell from plates don't drop it even while stripping it it's pretty easy to do that and it sounds just as awful and it's still bad for the bar
2: yeah I think people try to like pick it up and then push all the plates off and then they'll drop that bar sometimes and it'll clatter, and that's still a no-go. So, like, you want to control the plates coming off. Sometimes I'll even, like, take all the plates off, but, like, a 10 or a 15 on one side... Then go to the other side, take all the plates off, but a 10 or a 15. So that way I can, you know, it's quicker and you can slide all those other ones off really quick and then very gently take the 10 or 15 that's on the inside.
1: Another good tip too, is if you're taking the weight off and you're not on the rack or anything, you're just on the ground. If you strip all the weight from one side and then move the barbell up so that it's vertical instead of horizontal, you can just pull it out. Pro tip
0: right there. Yeah. And also while loading the bar, I think everyone's been guilty of this at least once. Cassie, probably like every time.
1: It, yeah just assume that i'm guilty
0: uh, loading all tens like as you're building a one rep max you're throwing more and more tens on it not only is that super annoying but if it if we are all trying to do a one rep max we're going to go through the tens really fast and it'll take a couple more minutes or maybe a minute more to put heavier plates on but it's going to be better for everyone
2: yeah like if you need to build up from those small weights like if you need to start with 15s and then you wanted to add 10s it's going to be better for everybody if you take the 15s off and put 25s on now and then instead of adding 10s after that you take the 25s off and put 35s on So i think a lot of people are intimidated to grab those 35 or 45 pound plates but you're going to look a lot cooler with those plates by the way guys
0: I actually grabbed those first also. So if we're going to do a a one rep max, we'll say for the sake of argument, we're going to do a snatch. My snatch is is 150. I'm going to grab the 45s first, even though I'm not putting them on my bar yet. And then that way, as I go up, I won't be just grabbing 10s and 10s and 10s and 10s. I'll have all the other plates there right there so I can easily transition and go higher because I know about where I'm going to be.
1: That's important because if we are doing a one rep max and you're following the programming, you should know what your percentages are and you should know the weight that you need to put on there. So that's a good tip. Good job. I won't use 10s at a time.
2: That might lead into a good point that we actually don't have our on our sheet. If you don't mind, if I do a little
1: sidebar, she's not following the rules.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're the host silencer.
1: You can cut
2: me out later. Uh, <laughs> is kind of having a gauge on what your percentages are. Not all of us are going to know our one reps offhand, but we are going to know what feels pretty heavy for us. I think when you're just haphazardly throwing weight on when the coach says do 80%, you're going to get hurt, or you're not going to get the stimulus of the workout. And so either way, you're kind of cutting off your nose to bite your face. If you're not following the programming, you're not getting what you need. It's also taking time away from the coach to kind of help you figure it out. Now, if you're new, and you've never done one reps, then that's what the coach is there for. And that's why you pay them. But you've been there a few years, guys, like you, you know what you should be doing. And I'm definitely guilty. Of that, I'll be like, I think it might be like this. I've gotten hurt doing that. So don't do that.
0: And since we're still talking about like weight on the bar, when you are going heavy and you are unloading a bar, unload it evenly because gravity, it's not perfectly balanced, even though it might look like it is. If you have 90 pounds on one side and you take that off, there's still 90 pounds on the other side. Pay attention. So you don't flip the bar right off the rack and possibly hurt someone, yourself, another athlete, just try to have some common sense, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's never pretty when that happens. I've never seen it in person, but it doesn't look pretty on Instagram.
2: I've done it um, when I first came back and I was using the trainer bar because I, I could only put like 65 pounds on the bar, but I had to build up to 65 pounds. You can't really do that with a 35 pound bar. So I would use the 15 and I only had like 25. 20- Five pounds on each side but i took the 25 pounds off one side not even re- like not thinking about the fact that the bar is only 15 pounds not 35 and it like went right over glad nobody was there to see it i do not recommend 10 out of 10 does not recommend. i do have to say
1: out of all of the things that are on this list this is one of the things that i do not do because when i take my weight off i'm very methodical about how i take it off everything is off at the same weight the weight goes into a pile of the same weights and i have like seven different piles that i take heaviest goes
0: first you haven't done it yet not yet (laughs) now now it's on the list of things to do
1: now i want to see it in person
0: large plates load onto the bar before smaller plates i've been definitely been guilty of this just being lazy i don't do it now but i i have i don't do it now because i'm really bad at math and it really messes me up. nobody should do that i just know that it was a pet peeve from an unknown source or well known to us but an undisclosed source
2: maybe it adds too much weight to the end of the bar
0: Undisclosed source said he he prefers you to load the large plates first which I guess I get it's just more aesthetically pleasing it could be OCD who knows I don't know Uh, if you're listening to this undisclosed source tell me the next one I actually didn't know to do until this was mentioned and that's unhook the rower handle did you guys know to do that no Mm -hmm. I did not. And no one has told me. Uh, unhook the rower handle and lower the monitor b- before putting the rower back. I have lower put the monitor back. That just makes sense to me. It, I don't even think they all fit where where our gym keeps them. They don't fit nicely if you don't put the rower back or the monitor back.
1: Yeah. Whoops. Another thing that I'm guilty of. I always forget to put the monitor down. And I definitely have never unhooked the, the rower bar.
0: Yeah. Never. I've never done it either. I didn't even know that that was a pet peeve. I'm going to be taking notes for this episode. I'll just send you them. Thank you. Constantly.
1: I think that's the one thing I didn't know to do.
0: I'll take pictures of the, of the crimes you commit and then send you the show. That's notes. all
1: I want. I want everyone from the gym to just passively, aggressively follow me and send me all of the things that I'm doing. <laughs> Roast me. It's
0: fine. I, came into the gym a couple days ago and the assault bikes were like all facing different ways and like in the corner and I was somebody was taking pictures of them because they were peeved and I don't blame them it looked like total garbage and I just thought man you really don't care you just wanted to get out of here didn't don't you so if you're listening to this and you did that please don't do that again
2: something back maybe it was too heavy for you to be using to begin with that's how i feel about that like if you're gonna be that way about it you just shouldn't be able to it was just
0: a it. really good workout it's just a really good workout i have this on here again it seems like a running theme it just put your shit away uh leaving bands hanging from the rig dumbbells back in numerical order I know sometimes you know, the dumbbells like get all out of order from other people. Just try to put them in the right location so when someone does have to go through, they're not like searching for the 20s or the 30s. Just be polite cuz it, it really sucks when you're looking for a certain number and you can't find it.
2: It's really frustrating cuz we have two places, like two separate walls to place dumbbells on. They're they're next to each other, like catty corner to each other, but they're still separate. And we have like one set of 30s or two sets of 30s. There's not many. That's what I, I do really like using those but it's very frustrating because sometimes like one is over here and then one is on the other the other dumbbell rack and it's like what happened here how did this like how did this even get were you just too lazy to make space on the one where you were putting the pair so that's really frustrating um i've actually fixed that a few times when i've seen it be like disgustingly out of order and i do think it's people you know not intentionally doing it but one day one of the coaches like i watched them stand there and like pride at like the perfectly racked dumbbells and then one class later it was trashed i was like you i was like i'm gonna help i'm
0: gonna fix this
1: you worked really hard
0: And this also goes for kettlebells too. It's pretty much the same thing.
1: I do want to say at Gold's Gym, there actually was some order to that. So you would go from left to right and it was all lightweight on the left side, heaviest weight on the right side. And even though some things were still out of order, you still knew where to put them because everything was kind of clearly labeled.
0: I think that's actually where Globo gyms do better than us because there's usually so many of them, dumbbells, that they just fill up a whole wall and it looks bad and out of place when they're in the wrong spot.
1: And then you get those OCD types like me that are like, we need to put this where they need to be. Otherwise, I'll die.
0: That leads kind of right
2: into to another, like, organizational thing that, that really bothers me. The gym has jump ropes for people to use. And I see people just, like, throw them right back on there. And, like, not even that they need to be in an order. Like, that's fine. But they'll be so tangled and, like, messed up. And it's a little frustrating because jump ropes aren't super expensive. So it is something, like... Once you're new committed to doing CrossFit, you really should get your own rope.
0: Yeah, pro tip get your own rope.
2: Yeah, it is really one of the things that it makes a big difference to have your own. They were just so nice to buy all these brand new jump ropes. Like they were like, day one, we own Revival Fitness now. Here's all these brand new jump ropes. And I think people kind of take that uh, for granted. Um, and they just, it's like two seconds, put them back nice. It's two seconds.
0: And I should say that they didn't just be like, hey, let's buy like the cheapest piece of equipment we could find, which is jump ropes. Our jump ropes were trash before, like just utter trash. And they came in and they replaced it day one. So yeah, that they did a good job with that. That's actually one of the things that was on here was if you knock down jump ropes, pick them up. Again, It's that's just under manners, under picking up your stuff. But we're gonna move on to execution, which is these things are kind of things that you might not realize going into it as a newer person. uh, Scaling down mid-wad every time. When you start, you're not really going to know where you are. My rule of thumb is go lighter than you think you can. Probably still going to have to scale it down if if you're new. I'm no stranger to scaling down mid-wad. I actually did the pod-wad, started at what I had had as RX, and I scaled it mid-wad there. But if you're always going in too heavy, that's a running theme. And that's something that you need to talk to yourself about because it does actually kill the time on the clock. It ruins the workout for you. It's just not a good habit to be in.
2: Yeah, and a good a good strategy going into that. Um, and Cassie, I see you do it a lot, actually. If you're unsure if you're going to be RX or scaled, if you're going to use this recommended scaled weight or something lighter, maybe something in the middle, grab something lighter than you think you'll need and grab what you think you're going to need. So if it's dumbbells and it's going to be hang snatches, i'll grab a 35 but i'll grab a 25 if i need to scale and it's already in my box that way so i can just transition the wad says you know it's 95 pounds for snatches you're not totally sure if you can do that load the plates in a way that you can strip off a pair of fives or a pair of tens at the end instead of having to go over and get new plates and bring them bring them to your box
0: Yeah, that's a pro move.
2: Yeah, I used to do that a lot, like stop in the middle of a workout when I was new and be like, oh, what? I don't want to do this anymore. What do I do? And then a coach would have to like help me. And now looking back, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. So hopefully now, you know, so you can do that and help yourself.
0: For a long time, I always loaded the barbell broken. I could just strip it down mid-wad. I was at that weird stage where I didn't know if I could do wads or not. So I just assumed that I picked what I could and that I would be dropping down at some point in time. Now I have a little bit more confidence. So if I know what it is, I kind of have an idea if I'll make it through or not. It's definitely an easy way to save time. And if other people see you doing it, they know what you're doing. Sometimes you'll let people strip half the side or half the barbell for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's totally okay to scale. If I'm going to scale a workout, I will announce it to everybody. I am. I will say I am scaling this workout because sometimes it's okay to admit what you're weak at. What's something that isn't exactly a strength for you so the case in point or the wad that we did on tuesday was 10 rounds three power snatch at like 95 pounds three burpees over the bar 95 pound clean and jerk three burpees over the bar and i'm not very good at a 95 snatch and being able to sustain that over time so of course i scaled 85 pounds and i was having a great time during the workout because i was at an adequate weight sure my clean and jerks weren't as heavy as they could have been you got to know what your limits are and it's totally okay if you bring in a little extra weight you know bring those extra tens just don't bring four of them like you know when you're doing a one rep max but it's okay if you need to strip some weight off at least it's there at least you're prepared and be prepared for
0: your workouts
1: have a plan
0: and scale to your weakest movement
1: yes and this
2: is something that actually i think a lot of the stuff we've said has been pointed more towards like novice or like new kind of new people But I I really wish more people that quote unquote, like look like they're great at CrossFit or have the the physique that a lot of new people come in wanting, or are people that generally like just burn through workouts and do a really great job. They do scale. And I wish kind of people would say that a little bit more. Because I think when you come in and you're new, you feel weak compared to everybody else. And like, I remember when I came in, I would see especially these women repping out these huge numbers. And I was like, embarrassed to take weight off my bar in the middle of a workout. I was like, what are they going to think of me? So I think if you're somebody who's a little bit more seasoned, kind of talking about that and telling, especially new people, like encouraging them to be like, you know what, if you're, if you feel like that might be too heavy, like I scale this crap all the time. Like that's okay. And I think that prevents injury. It makes people feel a lot more comfortable um, and less intimidated by CrossFit. Yeah,
1: Alisa, John Dutton, and I always talk about what we're scaling. And it's so funny because we say it as loudly as we can.
0: Yo, if I see JD scaling... I'm scaling like hands down, like I'll look over and be like, oh shit, he's, he, he's scaled. Or if I see him like with a, with a, a 35 and a 10 on one side, s- instead of a 45, I'm like, oh no, I'm scaling. Like he's not confident. I'm not confident. Yeah. Him
1: and I, him and I talked before, like almost every wad. if we're in the same class, I'm like, you going Rx? And he's like, no. Or if I'm like, no, we're both like, it's not happening today.
0: Yeah. I, I will ask people if I'm not sure what they think. Well, not ev- anyone. Right. I know where I stack up to other people so if I'm not confident I'll ask those people where like JD he's I, I'm I might be a little stronger than him he says he is I, I am but I don't I don't know if that's true but his endurance he can lift that barbell more times than I can every time so if it's if it's heavy and he's scaling it down I know I have to because my endurance is not at the level he he is at he's also been doing it a little bit longer than I have so taking his lead is a, a good move yeah
1: and a little PS. Say to everybody: If you're unsure about whether or not to R X or scale a workout, talk to somebody. Really, like hear them out and what they're going to do with the workout, and maybe you'll get a better idea of what to do. Maybe you'll grab some extra weights if you need to scale down.
0: That's perfect.
2: And I'm going to tack on, and I think this is going to be a new new bullet point. There is something I see a lot of new people do, and I was one of them. Is like complain you're not able to do something. So like the first full year I did CrossFit. I was like, I just can't do pull-ups. I just can't do pull-ups. I just can't do pull-ups. And I would ask for like advice, but it really took me a while to realize I was going to have to spend an extra 10 or 15 minutes every time I came to class working on them for them to get better. The classes are great for building that foundation, but you can't hit everything in a wad. And especially because you're there for an hour, you spend what, 10 or 15 minutes warming up another 10 to 20 minutes on once one single skill. And then you have the, wad which is not meant to work on your skills like the wad is meant for like it's your metcon right it's your metabolic conditioning so if you really want to get especially those gymnastics moves take 10 to 15 minutes at the end or beginning of class if your gym has open gym right now maybe try that there's workouts you can do at home to work on different skills but don't do what i did spend a year complaining to everybody and only to have a coach be like you're not doing the work and this is on you uh so here's how you do it and don't ask me again unless you're gonna listen and then i was like, okay. problem. And within a couple of months, I was able to do pull ups believe it or not. So a lot of your accessory work is going to have to be done on your own time. So either you're going to be the person that's there to come in a couple of times a week, move your body, and that's awesome. Like you don't care about being, you know, a fire breather or whatever. But if you're somebody who really is setting a lot of CrossFit style goals, you're going to need to put a little extra effort in in order to get there. And that kind of saves you from being, because I thought it was a me issue. I was like, I'm never going to be good at this. I'm showing up here like five times a week working out. Why am I not getting better at this and this and this? But I had to really be honest about how much time I had to dedicate and how much I wanted to dedicate to getting better. Obviously, it was, you know, a lot of time. I think a lot of people really do need to kind of take a step back and think about that, make a plan and
0: execute it. I agree with that. But I also would say you have to ask yourself, what do you want? If your goal is to just get the best workout possible and you want to get pull-ups, then yes, I think you have to, you know, work on it on your own. I'm also one to not always care about getting the best absolute Metcon in. A lot of times I'll look at a workout and be like, okay, this has toes to bar. I'm not great at toes to bar. I'm just going to focus on that's the movement I'm going to give 110% to. And I'll take it as practice. It might not be the best workout. We had one last week. I probably looked like I didn't work out when I was done. But I spent the whole time working on like the form of those movements. But that is what's important to me at that given point in time was to work on that. And I also know I'm going to get workouts in. I'm one of the gluttons who come in five to six times a week, right? So there's going to be a time where I'm drenched in sweat and breathing hard, right? Like I know it's going to happen. I don't mind losing A metcon to focus on a movement that i might not practice normally well said Uh, we already touched on dropping a barbell with 10s or 15s try to controllably lead it to the ground uh you should probably like ashley had said earlier like if it's not a super heavy amount of weight you should probably always try to controllably lead it to the ground i'm pretty guilty of that at times i've been trying to work on that especially when i'm in ollie class i'll be doing 50 and 60 percent of my one rep max and there's no reason for me to be dropping that from overhead it's just distracting and it's a, a dick move. The other one in execution is been kind of touched on not listening to the coach and then wondering why you aren't improving. Every single one of our coaches, I could say pretty much hundred percent confidence has given me some tip that has made my training a hundred percent better. I can think of a coach and be like, oh yeah, that coach gave me a good tip on pull-ups. It made my pull-ups a lot faster. Oh, that one gave me a really good tip on snatches. That one gave me a good tip on back squats. Like those, it clicked moments, and I suddenly got it. Which, if you're not listening to the coach, you're not going to get those moments, right? They know what they're talking about, at least ours do they're there to help you they they do this because they like doing it no i i have a hard time believing that any one of our coaches are coaching and they don't like coaching
1: i agree so in an instance of paying attention to a coach it took me a long time for me to at least string together a couple double unders i'll never forget matt titman just walking over to me and saying you should jump higher and i was like what is that going to do for me and then I jumped higher and I was like, God damn it. He's right. This is working.
0: I have a very similar experience with Dave. Actually. Same story. <laughs> <laughs> same, just jump higher. same exact story. Just told me to jump higher. So Simple. I already resigned the fact that I would never get them. So I never worked on them. I'm not great at them, but I can do five.
1: Okay. That's a start. Now you can, try to get six.
0: Right. And I'm doing what Ashley said and I'm working on it in my own time.
1: I think that kind of goes
2: to add that if you have something you're struggling with, you should ask a coach and ask like all of the coaches because I was really struggling with handstand push-ups and I got that aha moment and I still struggle with them because they're just not I'm just not good at them and I don't work on them enough in my own time. I was like in a class and it was a class I don't normally go to and Taylor was coaching and she gave me like one cue. She's like, think of it as an overhead press. Stick your head through. And I was like, oh my God, I can, I can do like four strict handstand push-ups this way. And I was struggling with one. And it was not a strength issue. It was a technical issue. But if I had gone and started asking coaches sooner, okay, hey, this is my this is my weakness, what can I do? Because if it's your weakness, you probably don't know how to work on it. You might need that input. So seeking out help and you're gonna get a lot better response in classes from coaches too. Co- like if somebody's coming to me for help, they want to improve, they want to be here, they really care, you're probably gonna get some really good advice. And probably continued help, or at least I have. I've gotten so much help from the coaches, all of the coaches at our gym. And it's stuff I never would have done or thought to do on my own.
1: I agree. And I think one of the best things that I've done since... Revival Fitness and Kyle Taylor and Dave came in, was the pull up seminar. Going to that, we were kind of in a, in a controlled environment where we were doing pull ups. They're assessing all of our movements, and there's a certain amount of people that are there in the class. So then you get that one on one time about it. And I always thought that my arch wasn't my arch when I'm kipping wasn't all that strong because I didn't think that I had the flexibility, but it was actually my hollow position coming out. of the tip of the pull-up that is actually the problem because i'm not getting hollow enough and i'm not pushing away from the bar so that's something that i've been working on and since i've been able to do that i've been able to string together a lot more pull-ups so it's just listening to the simple cues that they give you and being open to the feedback is the key to being better at crossfit
0: yeah anything else on that guys or do you want to move on to like manners pinky out let's go first off i don't know how every listener's gym is i'm assuming it's all revival people but you never know
1: all two of our listeners out there
0: 20 actually i think it's more than 20 now but yeah sign into class and don't steal a spot you won't use we have to reserve spots right now if you know you're not going to go to that class don't take it someone else wants it especially if it's one of those hot spots like like 6 a.m I don't know why there's so many crazies that want to go to 6 a.m but if you're if you're one of them and you're going to take that spot and not use it. Another crazy is gonna be real sad. <laughs> I don't know what else to put it. And sign in the class. Even before this pandemic, when we didn't have to reserve spots, it was important to sign in because that's how that's how the owners know which classes are being used, which ones have a high demand. I'm a huge proponent of our Olympic lifting program, and I had to make sure that I would sign in every week because I don't want that going anywhere. Like that's how they know who's using it if it's important. Uh, so use it and let people know you're using it.
2: Yeah, I was really bad about that. I never signed into classes before and uh, i'd always get yelled at so that's something
1: i need to be better about i did love signing into classes because then i was able to track my wads and i was able to track my progress when we were doing uh, strength lifts so if you want to track that definitely sign into class because there's a way on wadify that you can track everything that you're doing
0: yes if your gym uses wadify it's this is not an etiquette thing this is just a performance and training thing use it because it's I I track it even when I work out at home because it has such a great way to log your historical lifts and and like, it'll tell you when you PR, even if it's not like a one rep max, it'll be like, oh yeah, that's the heaviest you've ever done five reps before. Sometimes you need a little motivational boost. Again, I have clean up after yourself on here. So thumb tape off the floor, spilling water, like the I've spilled water before, but I'm pretty sure I brought a whole mop out and mopped it up.
2: I think we've all done it. And that's the thing is like, we all do these things. You just need to kind of own them. And it's okay. Like if you mess up once in a while, it's fine. But even there's been times that like, uh, one time I left, I actually left an echo bike outside, the outside. Side. <laughs> 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 and I got a text. They were like, you left the echo bike outside, you know, coach so-and-so said, you're never allowed back or you're never allowed to take equipment outside again. And I was so upset, but I was like, that's fair. I was like, that's fair. <laughs> I left an entire bike outside. And of course, like once I actually talked to that coach, they were like, I never said that. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I knew he was... He was making stuff up, but they're going to be really nice about it. So like if you get home and you're like, oh, I left an echo bike outside, text a coach, like email a coach, go back. But there's likely going to be somebody there that can at least bring it in. So we know like you're going to make mistakes, but just your
0: best guys. This one's actually a huge pet peeve of mine. And it's kind of ironic because I talk a lot. Pay attention to the coach when the coach is speaking. Pisses me off to the extreme when the coach is trying to explain the wad and two people are running their mouths to each other which I can say I've never been yelled at for doing while the coach is explaining a wad. I find it super disrespectful. There are people there who are trying to pay attention. Some people might not know what the hell they're supposed to be doing. So even if you've been there for like two or three years or longer and you know what you're going to be doing, let other people listen. You're there to work out. You can talk, you can talk like after. There's plenty of time to talk. I do it all workout long, right? And then the next one I'm totally guilty of is talking loud while class is going on. I don't really do it during a wad, but when I'm in Ollie class, Ollie's very slow paced. You lift a couple times, you rest, you lift a couple more. Constantly trying to remind myself or other people will remind me. The coach who's coaching the CrossFit class that's going on at the same time. Is trying to talk to the class. Um, animated. Just be aware of what's going on and who's trying to and who's trying to talk, especially when it's like the coaching. Like I said, same same as before. He's trying to get important shit out people need to hear it. I'm totally guilty of it. And I try my best to stop
2: a small uh, pro tip, because there has there have been times when the coach has been talking, and somebody's been talking to me, and I can feel that like the coach is not okay with this going on. I'm just not a super confrontational person. And sometimes, especially if you're new, it might feel hard to be like, shut up, you're being you're being rude. Something you can say instead is like, I'm really lost with what's going on. I'll get right back to you on that. And then just turn away. And I think for new members, especially if you're still in the Phase of like trying to make friends and trying to find where you fit. It's hard to stop people from talking to you because you kind of want that to happen. But if it's in a situation where you know it shouldn't be happening, kind of just fall back on those. It's almost like the just say no skills you learned about drugs and alcohol in high school. You can just excuse yourself from the situation without making it that you don't want to talk to that person or that you think they're kind of being a dick. You right can just now. give them the
1: Taylor Swift. I would like to be excluded from this narrative, one I never asked to be a part of since 2013.
2: I actually think that's the better response. She's gonna hear
0: this and sue us <laughs> yes we're, we're already sued on the same like a uh, topic of like distracting dropping the barbell when the um the coach is talking the only people i could think doing that would be ollie class uh, this is probably directed at me because i do it all the time uh, especially with ollie class by the time the coach is explaining the wad I'm usually at a higher percentage, but I do do my best to not do that. And I guess I will just try to remain a little bit more aware of when that's happening. So I'm going to take that as a direct attack on me.
1: I, I actually did that. I did that a while ago when Ashley and I were doing the, 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 the pod wad that I came up with. And we did it during Martin's class and Martin yelled at me. And I felt so bad about dropping the weight that I actually waited a minute during the during the workout until he was finished. <laughs> Cause man, I, yeah. Cause he was right. Cause he was explaining the wad and he said, can you please quiet down while I'm explaining? And I was like, Oh yeah, I didn't realize it. I'm sorry. That was a
0: heavy barbell, man. Yeah, it was. Sure. It was pretty loud.
1: It was pretty loud.
0: Don't be a gym cheat scale, scaling the workout, but still hitting RX or cutting reps and lying. And we've kind of touched on this a little bit. Like we talk about when we, when we scale, it's okay to cut reps. The workout calls for like twenty pull-ups, and you know that's going to take you all day. Do ten. But when someone asks you how you did, just let them know you did ten. Like it's okay. They're not gonna they're not gonna think you're stupid or unfit. I mean, they might think you're a little unfit, but that's okay. That's why you're there to get fitter. <laughs> Progress is important. See, there's like there's no penalty scaling it down and letting everyone know you scaled it. However, lying about it, you're instantly going to make enemies like people will instantly not want to talk to you, not want to not want to bring you into the community because you'll just get that reputation as the cheat. There's no reward, really. I that's
2: one of honestly, in all of CrossFit and all of the things people do. I cannot stand when people lie about what they've done. It really bothers me. It's disingenuine. And I do understand it probably comes from a place of being self-conscious and worrying about what other people are going to think. But and this was a while back. This was maybe, maybe over a year ago. Uh, I was talking to somebody about what they did in a workout. And then uh, I had happened to be filming myself and I saw their bar from the workout. And I was like, oh, you lied. I was like, you liar. And the thing is, like, I scale a lot. Like, and I didn't used to, but I've accepted that, like, I'm going to have to. And especially once our programming changed.
1: Well, pro tip if you're ever worried about where you are in terms of reps, just keep adding more and say that you did rx (laughs) plus
0: so ashley's boy malcolm he he likes to compete with me but that's okay because i like to compete with him and after a workout we will usually lock eyes real romantically and be like what did you get it's it's happened a few times between the two of us like it really depends on what the workout is on who's gonna like do better We'll like rattle off our scores. I know that it's only fair and only right to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I beat you by like two minutes, but this, 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 and this I scaled. And he'll be like, oh, okay. It's only, it only makes it more fun. It's, It's the competition's more authentic that way. And honestly, like, I, I don't care if he beats me.
2: And you're also just shorting yourself in the end. Because like, if you log it in Wattify that you did 95 pound like thrusters in January, and you didn't, you did 85 or 75. And then you do that same workout at the end of the year, you're not going to know you actually progressed. And even worse, you're not going to be able to tell anybody because you you made the real progress, right? You put in all that work. But you can't be like, yeah, so I lied about it back then. But now I've made all this progress progress it's actually easier to err on the side of being humble and actually really appreciate when you make those those real gains and it's just gonna feel better you're just gonna feel better people are gonna like you more i don't really know where the lying about things mentality comes from because almost everybody the first time they walk through a crossfit gym cannot do anything all right you know besides some some like people who are athletes or whatever but like Dear Lord, I couldn't squat like 65 pounds when I first came in. But if I lied about it, and then a year later, I was like, wow, I can
1: squat 85 pounds. Nobody cares. I'll never forget the last time that we did Fran when Matt Titman was... Hey, Matt, if you're listening, I said you twice. Matt Titman came over to me and we were talking about my performance and he said, you had some questionable pull-ups. So I took what I had from Wattify from Rx down to not Rx. And I wrote in the comments, you know, I like, had some questionable pull-ups. And I remember Gabe commenting on that and being like, thank you for being so honest. Love that you're checking yourself. So it's a good way to see where you're at because now I know I've been working on my pull-up so i can take them a little bit easier and maybe i can rx it and not have questionable reps you're cheating yourself when you do
0: that. I had a workout earlier on. It was like when I was like at the, I might be doing things RX, but I might it depend, really depend on the workout. And I remember I asked Mary if it was considered RX and she didn't want to like tell me it wasn't, but you could tell from the way she was like looking like, ah! and I was like, no, honestly, like tell me, cause I won't check it. I'm not trying to like be braggadocious here. I just wanted to know. And she was like, nah, I wouldn't check it. And I was like, thank you. I won't. That doesn't matter to me. Like what matters is that i being honest with everyone.
1: Yeah, that goes back to taking the cues from the coach too, because they're watching your performance. So if they're saying like that was a little bit questionable, or maybe you need to work on this a little bit more, they're the ones that are watching you and they're in the class to watch you, to coach you. So definitely listen to that.
2: I really, I actually really appreciate when coaches call you out on your shit. Uh, I really like that. And Matt, Matt, here you go again, Matt. Matt would just like no rep you in a like I would just be doing a class workout and matt would be like no rep and in that moment and especially when I first started i would get really frustrated with that like when I was first starting to do pull-up uh Cassie, he did the same thing to me I would get really frustrated but now some as somebody who has like realized how many years it is genuinely gonna take to be good at something or to get into shape and and this is this is kind of an interesting thing um maybe another another pro tip out of this one now I'm so much more comfortable with them being like that was a shitty rep and I'm like oh I'm going to redo that real quick um because I think people walk in and they think they're going to do you know like the 6 week challenge they think they're going to come in as somebody who's never exercised and in 6 weeks now they're you know in have a perfect physique and they're going to the CrossFit games but when you really step back and objectively realize this is going to take you years like we have years of work to do and that's okay cuz years are going to pass whether you do the work or not so the work may as well be quality good work and then in 3 years like This is my fourth year. This will be... Yeah, year four. I thought where I am now is where I would be after one year when I first started and I think I caused myself a lot of frustration with that so that's another good good pro tip is kind of be honest with yourself about how long things are going to take give yourself a little grace and call yourself out on your shit because you'll get better so much faster yeah and
1: for context Sarah Latour can snatch like 200 pounds she said it took her five years of CrossFit and she did, couldn't even do a pull up when she first started so it shows you like the amount of time and effort that you have to put in and the amount of
0: listening that you have to do to the coaches
1: and it does and it does help if you clean off your bar first
0: you actually get stronger you get stronger that's right Uh, i would say coming in late is another one i'm super guilty of this and i could make the excuse that i have kids and sometimes we're late because we gotta do stuff with kids but we're also pretty bad at time management i guess because we have kids. (laughs) And really, I only really have to apologize to Taylor because it's always her class. Taylor, I want to thank you if you're listening to this for being so patient with us because we come in late all the time or like just after eight o'clock if it's uh, eight o'clock class.
1: So I'm not going to speak for the coaches, but I will say like out of common courtesy, if you know you're running late and you have one of the coaches numbers, just text them and tell them that you're going to be late. I was late the other day and I was like, Dave, I'm going to be late. I hope you're coaching. He was like, I'm not, but it's okay. You know, sometimes if I miss a class because, you know, maybe I'm working a little bit later and I can't make it because, you know, something important happens, you know, even just acknowledging to one of the owners or one of the coaches like, hey, I didn't make it. I'm very sorry like I didn't mean to you know take a take a spot from somebody else just acknowledging that you know being sorry about that it really does help and it shows that you're like at least trying to make it there instead of just taking the spot from somebody else.
2: Yeah I agree and I think something if you're because there have been times especially pre-pandemic, like I had an hour and like 15 minute commute home so that would be a little unpredictable. so I always just booked a later class. but one thing I would do is if I knew I was going to be late like I had already signed up for 6 30 that's the last class of the day. I am going to be late. Uh, There's nothing I can do about it at this point. I would at least know what the workout was going to be. And I would know how I plan to warm myself up when I got there. The coach could give you a warm up to do. But like if I get there and he's in the middle of explaining the water, she's in the middle of like explaining the water, helping another person. It's not on them to get me ready when I should have been there on time. So, you know, do a couple, do a couple kettlebell swings, a couple air squats, a couple push ups, a couple dead hangs, you know, get yourself warmed up, have a go to that you do and kind of just be a little conscious of that because life's going to happen like you're going to be late sometimes just like you said Cassie it is just kind of the courtesy that goes into it
0: and then the last one for manners that I have down is to just introduce yourself to new people I know some people that will never happen luckily there's people like me in this world that will just talk to anyone and everyone uh, if I haven't talked to you and you're in my gym I I'm sorry, might not have had a class with you yet. But I try to introduce myself to the people I don't know, especially if I'm interacting right there with you. I have no shame being like, I I haven't met you yet. It makes people feel a little bit more welcome. I do have the luxury of the meme page. People will realize it's me, and they'll they'll say things. They'll be like, "Hey, you're not funny." Like, yeah, thanks. And uh, <laughs> but it is uh, a nice little icebreaker. The gym is my happy place, so I do like talking to people and spending my time there. So uh, that makes it a little easier for me to talk to people. But if you find it in yourself to say hi to someone new, definitely it helps. It makes people feel welcome and want to come back.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I talk to everybody. But what you wouldn't know, like if you met me now and didn't know first year of CrossFit Ashley, I would do 430 and I would come in at 429 and leave it at like 5 31. Like I was there for my hour and I would leave because I was just nervous. Everybody was so cool. Everybody knew each other already. It just it was definitely intimidating for me. And the one thing I started doing was I would just say good job to somebody new every day. <laughs> like at the end of the workout. I'd be like, oh nice workout. And I was and everybody was always really nice back to me. And it led to conversations sometimes where I would see somebody, I was on a quest for like finding the best fitting like yoga pants or workout pants. Because I had only ever done like globo gym training. I never sweat like that before. Uh, So I definitely needed some new pants. So I just started kind of asking people about that. I'd be like, you know, where do you get your clothes for this? So if you're somebody who's struggling getting to know people, ask like fake questions, superficial questions. Um, And if you're somebody who's been there for a while, and you see somebody who looks a little lost, I don't think you need to be as overt as maybe I am. Because I'll just be like, hi, my name's Ashley. What's your name? Is this your first time at a CrossFit gym? Did you go other places? What's your life story? Um, Here's mine. But kind of just being like, hi, how are you? You know, nice to see you. Welcome. And I think that makes a big difference in somebody who's new. Because I was very intimidated when I first started.
0: So miscellaneous things that we've got. Chalk, all right? Chalk is amazing. I'm totally a snowman. I make angels everywhere, right? Chalk's good. We all like chalk. If you use chalk, clean the shit. It's super messy and it's super annoying.
1: It's the glitter of CrossFit. I love glitter.
0: hug love chalk. I love them both. COVID parameters is on here. We've already really talked about that. Keep your space, be mindful. And then I had to keep this on here. It was on the list from our our Intel. And it said, performing a snatch grip push press from the front rack position. That seemed very specific to be a pet peeve. But I just had to keep it on there because I found it so funny. Don't perform a snatch grip. Push press from the front rack position. It's behind the neck, people. You will ruin your shoulders. <laughs> I've never seen anyone do that, but apparently it's a thing.
1: I've been in the class where we were advised to do front um front rack push press and it did not feel nice.
0: But from the front from the snatch grip?
1: From the snatch grip, yeah. I feel
2: like I'm gonna sound really ignorant, but I didn't know you could really even do push press from snatch grip front. Rack. You
1: should not maybe I
2: just don't have the mobility for that.
1: You should not do that. <laughs>
2: Uh, Cassie, you mentioned earlier you wanted to uh, speak about
1: Sarah Sigmund's daughter real quick. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want to? S- That's right. I still don't think she's going to win the CrossFit Games. I'm sorry.
0: So the reason why I brought it up tell you to remind me was that uh, I was listening to Sean, Sean Woodland talk and he apparently is in the same boat as you because she just announced that she has a new trainer. And he was like, yeah, so what? Like, what's going to change? You've changed trainers a bunch of times. You're never going to win, at least from what I've seen. You're never going to win. And I was like oh my god he and Cassie must talk
1: I love hearing that I'm right and I know I'm right on this I'm sorry but I'm right
0: I mean if anyone's gonna have a valid opinion it's probably him so I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one thank
1: you can you say it
0: I I agree with you Cassie. Thank You're you right
1: <laughs> I still
2: disagree with you Cassie because actually after last week's podcast I looked up a little bit of her training history because I was like you know what is she not winning? What's going on there? And she kind of has been like injured a whole bunch of times and then took a year to like travel to different gyms to train for the CrossFit Games which I shouldn't talk because I'm never going to the CrossFit Games but it just doesn't seem like the best way to mix up your training and then she's had like a whole bunch of different trainers so maybe A few years of consistency will be really good
1: for her. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just not. She's like 30 now. That's it. As someone who's almost 30, it's all downhill from here.
0: Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about this pod podwad. So I challenged you guys to a 10-minute AMRAP of five squat clean and jerks and five pull-ups. And it was at 155-105. And I had to scale after the first round. Dropped the 155 on uh, second round and dropped that to 135. I'd have finished it out at 135. Four rounds and one rep. And my old lady, who was doing it with me, she did four rounds and three reps. So I'm 0 for 2 against the old lady.
1: Catherine's so strong. Yeah, she's going to beat you.
0: Every time. Yeah, I know.
1: She's the Catherine David's daughter to your sig- Sarah Sigmund's
0: daughter. How'd you guys do? What are your guys' thoughts?
1: Michael had told me he had done four
2: rounds and, and some reps. So I got to my fourth and a fourth and a half round, fourth round. I was using like my phone for a timer and the screen had gone black. So I went over and like, I looked at it thinking I had like 30 seconds left. And it was like four and a half minutes left. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Because I, I really had to pee. I had to pee so bad that I really thought I might like pee my pants. I guess I'm just not used to from not lifting. I did scale to 85 pounds, but from not doing that kind of impact, I think like my, my pelvic strength is not what it should be. Because I thought I was peeing today. I really did. I thought that's where that was going. So I took like a minute in the middle of the workout to decide should I go pee and redo this? And then I was like there's no way I'm redoing this. So then I just got back on it and I ended with five rounds and five pull-ups.
1: I hope you edit none of that out. So
2: Cassie go ahead and tell us how you slaughtered us.
1: Well I don't know if I would call it a slaughter. I actually got the workout wrong. I thought it was just squat cleans and I totally missed all of the jerks. So I got like seven rounds and three
0: squat cleans in uh oops probably harder because you moved much faster with the cleans like was a lot more movement even though (laughs) even though you didn't do the jerks it's like a whole movement removed so it's a whole lot more time to be doing the squat cleans
1: yeah it wasn't fun but hey i made it i actually really enjoyed it yeah it was it was good i think it would have been better if i would have kept the jerks but it was not fun with just squat cleans.
0: It was a long fucking 10 minutes, though. Oh, my God. Yes. It's it's your turn, Cassie, right?
1: Yes. So I actually wanted to do something with bear crawls. But given the um, COVID restrictions, I will refrain from bear crawls for now. <laughs> so what I have planned is a 15-minute arm wrap, three movements, one rope climb, 10 overhead squats with the weight of... Ninety five and sixty five and four handstand push ups. Oh, I'm so ready for this. I love this. Get ready for your traps to burn. Traps and shoulders
0: are going to burn. All right, people listening. Don't be bailing on Cassie and her
1: They're not that that. bad, I'm telling you.
0: This one this one seems this one seems fun. I'm not very good at handstand push ups but Four seems like appropriate amount per round that I wouldn't have to scale this down. I should be able to do this RX, I think.
1: Yeah, the rationale is to not go hard on the handstand pushups, but be able to move through them. So four is and to not burn out.
2: I appreciate that you give a stimulus with your workouts, Cassie. And you do that even when me and you work out together. Like when I was broken, you would always be like, so we're going to work out. And this is why we're doing this workout. so, So chill on that.
0: I'd like to start doing listener mail but we don't have listener mail right now. So this is my plug to send us mail. You can mail the podcast at wad of my Yeah. Wad of my house, that's the podcast name at gmail.com. It is a, email address that we all have access to so we can all see whatever horrible stuff you guys have to tell us questions comments whatever we'd like to hear it
2: topics so we don't run out that would be great
0: yeah topics for sure like what do you guys want to hear because we're just picking stuff that we want to talk about that's me i'm clep i can be found at live laugh wad on instagram and the podcast has an instagram now wad of mouth follow both ladies what would you like to plug
2: follow me Ashley at Prep It Real Good. I did tell you guys I was going to post one recipe a day for February. That's not happening. That was a lot more work than I anticipated. So you're getting a couple a week now, though. I've picked it up. Go ahead over, check that out, comment, give me ideas there as well. I'm putting all of this on you guys. Give us all of the ideas.
1: All right. And uh, I'm Cassie. You can follow me at Platy Bro Fitness. I'm Platy. I'm not claddy. He's claddy. I'm dude bro. <laughs> Watch us work out.